socks. Yeah, that's good. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's doo, good. Doo. I'm sorry. Go do do socks. No, I don't want to go do 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 do. Perfect. Yeah, I managed to get him to do it without complaining because I tricked him. <laughs> but now we have him saying do do, so we can replace that on the opening intro. <laughs> Well, we all say stupid things from time to time. It's a shame that we weren't recording when I was calling you as a disgraceful human being. You would have been able to use a third of that rant because it was so expletive laden. Not my fault that you have the worst taste in music known to man. I do not have the worst taste in music known to man. Have you met my son? You're a five-year-old in a 40-something-year-old man's body. He listens to remixes of that stuff. Not even the original, like a remix of it. What, what does he do, George? Listens and Listens is is. <laughs> with his ears is his ears is. Uh, All right, yeah. my, my my stuff is going. We should get started before I start dripping with sweat. It will happen before the like, our temperature is rising. Break out the baby oil. We're gonna have to cut that part. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. <laughs> this is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy. George the I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future oh. people, and welcome to episode 97 of Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. <laughs> Hello, George. Did I break you there for a minute? Did I? <laughs> well, just that whole conversation leading up to, and then the intro saying, brought to you by some guys on the internet. Like, it, it couldn't get any more, like, horribly random at that point. <laughs> oh, dear. And with us, we have the main man, the reason everybody listens. We have That's right. Recruit Socks. Recruit? I haven't developed yeah. more. <laughs> Actually, Bruce. Uh, if you really want to get under skin, call him Officer Candidate Socks. That's Officer Candidate Socks. That's even worse. Yeah. How is that, how is that one of the literal kickers of the crap? Uh, be, because like he's a candidate, and like they have to like still go through and select him to no, become. I've got, I've got a better one. I've got a better one. It's Air Cadet Socks. Because that way he's not even in the real military. He's just pretending to be. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we are back and we got George, who's freezing up in Wyoming. I'm not freezing yet. It's I'm only still, minus three. I've still got t-shirt on. I'm not poking through it yet. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, we took a break over Christmas um, for a few reasons. Largely because it was scheduling conflicts. Um, I was going to be in Tassie for that time, and unfortunately, the equipment that I would normally have used was not working. Um, also, quite frankly, it was a really quick trip, and I really didn't have the time for it. So, Bruce, stop giving excuses. Let's be honest. No. We all we all couldn't stand each other after spending half the year with each other. You know, every other weekend doing this, we needed a break from each other. Yeah, because we <laughs> spend so much time together. In our different countries and different states, and never seeing each other. Yes, we did. Yeah, yep, totally. No, it's, it's good to be back. Yeah. So we are continuing on. We got a little bit of news. We're not covering everything this fortnight because the big thing for this is that during game talk, we're going to talk about our highlights from last year. Uh, we're not doing a full dedicated episode this time. Uh, we may do that at the end of this year. 
Um, and low lights. Don't forget the low lights. There's a low light. There, there is definitely a low light. Uh, by rights, there should be two low lights, but I'm saving one of them uh, for something that we hopefully come have coming up in February because I don't really want to have the conversation twice. Uh, there has been something that we have discussed with our Patreon quite openly uh, and hinted at a few times, but not really covered in depth because we didn't know how far we could. Um, yeah. If you want to the find Kickstarter out, it's debacle. True. Actually, it's yep. still in the Patreon Discord. By the way, thank you for the people that's been joining recently. We do appreciate it. Uh, competition is still going on. You can win a Drop Fleet Commander set. Uh, so you get a... Oh, yeah, it's a full fleet. You get the Dreadnought, you get a starter fleet, you get the Cruiser's box and a Frigate's box. It's all going to one lucky Patreon. It gets drawn in April. This is our first competition that we've done, um, and it's good to see that it's finally starting to draw in a couple of members, which is good. Also, on top of your name being drawn, Bruce will also draw a portrait of you. <laughs> Given that I can't draw, that, that that's going to be really poorly, poorly You're done. scary looking... That's part of the joke. Okay. Because you said you can't draw to save your life. No, I so, really can't. That's that's the joke, man. Jeez. Oh, that's oh, a game. In <laughs> <laughs> the news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. So, from TT Combat, we get famous admirals back. Yes. yes. So... Famous admirals. Well, so the back is probably more so the drop zone side of the yeah, story, yeah. Because they also have they also have them coming back as well. Drop fleet have had them coming more or less since the game started. It just never really happened. Um, yeah. I think to some extent because it was kind of hard to figure out how to do it. I mean that, that that's my. I couldn't really see how it was going to be done. I suppose so. I'm not necessarily saying that's for a fact. Um, th they have actually done really nicely. Um, there's actually quite a few that that's a free download that you can access. Um, so it's probably the first major step forward that the game has had potentially for at least six months or so. Um, I mean, we was quite critical on them releasing the 1.5 rules and I still stand by everything that I've said in regards to that. Um, I do have a review on the rule book that you can look at on the YouTube channel. Um, I mean, the, the bonus of that was that it, the rule book is so much easier to read now, like ridiculously so, because reading through those old two rule books, I mean, we fought tooth and nail trying to get through those for five years. They were never really easy to read. Um, so the new one is definitely a help in that regard. But the game needs a second edition really badly, um, and I'm not going to pretend otherwise anymore. Um, anyway... That is something that is very, very good to see. So the example they give here in the article is Granite Halsey, which is a cool name. Um, 540 points, has their very own Washington supercarrier. Uh, it's got an admiral value of 7. Um, and you can read the rest of it there. It's good. It's quite good. Do you, do you know why Admiral Halsey is such a good admiral name? Well, Granite Halsey, but sure. Uh, no, Ad why? Admiral Halsey was an actual naval off, uh, admiral. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was a uh, naval uh, admiral in World War II and... Uh, was going up the Pacific, I assume? Pacific in, on aircraft carriers. He was on the Enterprise yeah. uh, early on in the war, so... Not Kirk's. Fair enough. Not Kirk's. No. Not that, not no, that no, 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 no. Kirk wouldn't be able to compare with the real man. He'd be too busy sleeping with the aliens. 
No, but so, it's going to be uh, a few because they have three per faction too. So you've got a variety of, yes. of different admirals to, to choose from in, in twins well, for the Shaltari. Yeah, yeah, the Shaltari one's kind of cool with the twins of Aru, which to me that looks like you got to take two ships for that yeah. admiral. Yeah. Well, yep. But I that mean, is included in the points. Yeah. So, so I quite like this. Ship, so I, I also like the fact that they're... Option. Like there's some expensive ones, there's some cheap ones. So in theory, there's always going to be a place for them. I mean, obviously the the, the um, whether they're competitive or not will be that that will need to be tested over time. That's not really the exciting part here. Uh, I suspect that there will be parts of these that will start showing up in tournament fleets. Um, otherwise, as I said, the link to download is free. So all you need to do is download them. The second part of the story we kind of started with already, which is famous commanders. So this is something when the second edition of Drop Zone came out, this got taken out of the game temporarily uh, because they wanted to revisit how they all worked. Um, all of the all of the um, vehicles that were kind of exclusive vehicles kind of got reworked mm -hmm. into regular vehicles. And they're kind of there seemed to be a false narrative in the community for a while that they kind of forgot that it was a temporary change, um, because there was definitely voices out that were that were like, "I'm really upset that they changed this and that then and that they've removed them," um, as opposed to, I mean, the fair thing would have been um, something more along the lines of, "We've been waiting for a while. When is this happening?" Because it had been like, like a year and a half. Uh, but I quite like the result of what they've done. They've clearly been putting some time into this. Um, so, I mean, again, we've got multiples per faction. Um, so you've got Kate Rawlins, uh, which is UCM. The the example that they give for um, PHR is Marcus Barros, which is in one of the cool scorpion-looking things. I can't remember what that's called off the top of my Nemesis? Mm -hmm. No, that's the laser. Uh, oh, no, I am right. It's the Nemesis. Uh, and then we have Arkenton the Mad. I may have said that wrong. Um, so again, like these are all really good. I mean, we've got 140 points, 355. Oh, did you kill Socks? Oh, he's obviously been disconnected. No, he's still there. I reckon his nets died. I'm back. Tap twice if you can hear us. Talk twice. What happened? Disconnect? I think my camera just turned off and then it... I can, I can still hear you guys. My my camera just went off. All right. I'm just going to go back. So the other half of this story is Famous Commanders for Drops Zone Commander. I almost said the name of the the next story. Um, so this is something that got taken out when second edition was introduced, but it was temporary, and they did make that clear at the time. I'm kind of mentioning this because over the 18 months since this happened, members of the community seems to have forgotten that that was a temporary thing and started getting vocal about it how they were angry that this was removed from the game. I think part of that is because a lot of the vehicles that only existed previously for the Admirals also got kind of reworked to become vehicles in their own right, so that until these were ready, people could still use them in games. Uh, I actually think that they've done that really, really well as well. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this was something that definitely needed to happen. And probably even a little more so than the fleet stuff. I think it really shows here that they've been putting some time in. Um, I mean, they've only given three examples here, but we do have multiple examples, per, uh, multiple options per faction again. We've got Kate Rawlins. Uh, she's 365 points. Uh, we've got Marcus Barros, which is 355 points. He's in one of the really cool Nemesis Scorpions that is one of my favourite models of the game. 
And we have Arkenton the Mad for a hundred and is it hundred and sixty or hundred and forty? I think it's a hundred and sixty. Um, but we don't have a picture of him, so he just goes into something by the look of it, as opposed to um, as opposed to belonging to a certain type of vehicle, which is odd. But yeah, it, like they both of these are available. You can download them for free. Uh, they will obviously be in the builder as well. I believe at this point they were not in the builder at the time when the article went live. Uh, but they they are supposed to be there now from memory. So holy crap! Did you read how broken the twins are? Why why are they broken? Hang on, let's go up and have a look. Both both ships are, are you know they're separate ships, but they're only both removed when both are debris. So if you blow one up, they're both still there till the other one's blown up, and they have open. Yes. Oh, I can see George taking. If you blow one of them up, that's I mean it's still not going to be able to take fire shots and stuff though it's still there it's still a ship yeah i kind of like that actually because if you read at the bottom of the paragraph this could be even more difficult for your opponent as they gain open can't hit both if they're nowhere near each other i i really like that that's genuinely something different and when was the last time shaltari got something that was different and was worth taking i actually think this would be worth taking uh virtually everything's different and worth taking but people that play Shaltari only play one list constantly, and they have done played the same list more or less since the game started. <clears throat> it's because it's so different from everything else, and it's just that good. Um, my point, my point is that not only is this different, but I think this is going into like, for three hundred and ten points. I think that this is worth it. That's that's really worth it. That's uh, well, it, it hands out vectored. So, but that just that last bit, they have open and they. You can only get rid of both ships when you destroy both ships. If you destroy one ship, it's still there till the other one's destroyed. Yeah. Cunning positioning. Uh, whenever a ship of tonnage medium moves during its activation, uh, target is the moving ship. Effect, the moving ship gains vectored until... Oh, that is nice. Yeah. That's gross. Um, yeah. They are destroyers, those ships, aren't they? Those are cruisers. They're yeah, cruisers? those are medium okay. cruisers. That, okay. Yeah, it's a medium cruiser. Which one is it? I, I'm trying to picture the... The amber. It's the amber? It has the plasmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, disintegrator banks. Or disintegrators, yeah. it's On the full article, it is... like The actual download, it is on there. I just couldn't... I Because of the way that I'm operating this, I don't have it open. But those that listened to our last episode may remember that we did quite a big spiel on a certain game that we... We initially started talking about, like, at least five years ago at this point. Uh, the conversation started between Major Sox and a certain Dave that helps write the games. And the thing Nigel. at the time was... Nigel. It started with Sox, though. It started with Gen- Sox after, after the interview. We, dis- we discussed this last time. I asked him at Gen Con in 17. But he didn't ask him on camera. It was a follow-up with... This is what we were discussing afterwards. Um, and then, yeah, Nigel asked it. Unfortunately, we were not able to trace down the original interview with Dave. It looks like that's been lost to time, unfortunately. Um, but, and, and we did some real digging. Uh, we tried to get access to everything, but it's all gone, unfortunately. Uh, but TT Combat, three days after that, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the side question that we have in a moment. They have announced some drop universe news. They start teasing about what we're to- what we were talking about and why this is important. 
And then right at the bottom of the article, so the jig is up as there is no drop squad commander ever. Now that's very clearly a typing error because in the very next phrase, they talk about strike team commander, which is very clearly the accident that they've made because they, they, they accidentally typed it wrong. In the several places this has been mentioned now, uh, they've accidentally written strike team instead of drop squad. Um, because what did we say we would do if they put a different name out? And for the record, I said during that thing that there was a name that they were toying with. This is what... Um, I have learnt more about this since then. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. I probably will save it for when we have a certain someone on the podcast. Because there is reasons... There's some fairly boring reasons as to why they felt the need to change the name. And like one of the things we'd always kind of question is... Although we'd always said, like, we're not taking ownership of it, like, you can have it. Uh, like, we'd question if maybe that was part of it, but no, it had nothing to do with it at all. Uh, it purely and simply was boring, boring stuff, as you both know at this point. Um, it, it is a fairly good reason why they wanted to do it and change the name, but I'm sorry, it's still Drop Squad Commander, and that's what we will always call it. <laughs> and they and they released or showed off the marine force recon drop troop which i think looks pretty cool because it was with that same article yes um it's probably my my least favorite of the five that we've seen so far um i, I kind of like the redesign but it's i don't know I think I it looks. I would have much yeah. preferred the goggles to be down instead of like on top of the helmet. Doing like like, what's the point of the goggles? Like, you know, some gunnery sergeant out there is going to be chewing his butt for not having his goggles on while he's using his jetpack. Then, yeah. Um, also, like he already has goggles built into the helmet. Why does he need goggles? I mean, I know it's sci-fi, and the rule of cool overrules realism. Um, I, I do like all four of them, but I kind of feel, for me personally, I think the UCM is the weakest of the five. There's five, because we have the Pungari. I said five. You said you four said initially. Four. Did I? Oh. You said so four, I, then you said I five. I misspoke then. I, I misspoke. There's actually six. Oh, well, I was wrong anyway. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, of all of them, it's the, personally, I find it the weakest of the six. Um, I, I can't even really point as to, I mean, the, the goggles as well as lenses in his helmet is weird um i don't mind that i don't know it's just i don't really know what it is they just i don't know it's just everything else kind of seems to have its own thing i, I kind of feel like it's like, because that and the resistance guy feel so similar in the way they look and i realize there's obviously going to be reasons for that um i mean i'm not saying they're the same they're not they're very clearly different but they kind of feel very close to me. Yeah. I was going to say I the resistance fire looks is is the second coolest of all of them behind the uh, PHR. I think my favorite is the Pungari, honestly. Uh, the the Pungari uh, I, looks I, like it. It just needs to be running around going. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, what was the thing on the side that I wanted to mention? So yeah, obviously, yes. The joke, the joke is, is strike team, team, team commander. We are continually going to run with this forever because it's not. It's drop squad. It's clearly a typing error. You will unless be they hit us with a cease and desist, which they <laughs> yeah. won't. And I can guarantee you they won't because I've already been told that they laughed at it the first time I said it. <laughs> um, there's also a project hunter. We know even less about this, but here's the thing: I have a suspicion. And we will ultimately end up asking this question in person. Uh, but I suspect that 
they never intended to announce Strike Team as part of this year's Christmas stuff. Um, I have a few suspicious, few reasons as to this. I obviously we were talking about it quite heavily. There's also a Facebook group that had started under the name Drop Squad Commander in anticipation for the fact that the game was clearly coming. Um, I do know for a fact that up until the point that we were talking, nobody had actually started any serious work on the game at that stage. It was being worked on, but it was not one of the major projects yet. Um, that may have changed within the time frame of when I had heard that, but that's only a matter of a month or so. Um, obviously, you can't write much in the matter of a game. And also, if you read the article, it kind of is worded that way too, that this is very early on. This entire article kind of feels like they're going, hey, hey guys, we know that you're excited, but can you please stop saying Drop Squad Commander? It's almost begging the community to stop using that word because it was starting to run and it was starting to snowball and it was going, it was becoming a problem because at that point they already knew that they were using a different name and if they had have let it get any further out of control, it was going to become a problem uh, to the point where it, it may have gotten, I mean, I don't know if it would have gotten backlash. Um, I mean, we jokingly give it backlash, obviously, but that's just because we are who we are. Um, sorry, not sorry. Of, yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Owen, if I'm right on this, I'm not apologising. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like this got announced because, A, we were adding to that snowball effect, and, B, Michelle created the Facebook group, and the community was jumping on the Facebook group and actually starting to get very excited. Real fast. So they've, they've nipped this in the bud before it became a problem, which is a very smart thing for them to have done. Like I said, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel the evidence seems to support this. I have deliberately not asked if I'm right on this, because I want to ask the man himself when he comes on. Uh, I can confirm at some stage we will be having Louis on the podcast. I cannot confirm when that is at this stage, but it will be happening at some point. We are discussing when at the moment. Um, we've actually been talking about it for a while, but we're actually actually getting onto it. Uh, Project Hunter is interesting. That kind of looks like it's going to be like a board game type thing, but we don't really know anything about it. Um, it kind of sounds like it's going to be a cooperative thing against the monsters, but I don't know. We don't really know anything about that yet. That, that's got even less work than the other one does. Do, do, do you know what I think would be kind of flipping cool? And it just, just occurred to me looking at the, the Project Hunter picture. How cool mm. is that if we get some of the PHA, PHR walkers in 32 mil? Mm. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, they currently already do have that upsize the Ares that was just a kind of like a, a desktop. But yeah, I would love that. Wasn't that 75 mil? mil? It was close to that size. I can't remember what size it was. It was yeah. the Ares. Um, but yeah. It was big. I remember that. Um. So yeah, we are obviously very excited about this because we have personal connection. Like, we're not involved in it. We didn't create it, uh, but we we've had personal investment in this for a while. We kind of started the conversation on this before TT Combat were even involved. So we we have some personal investment here, and we definitely will be following this through. Uh, I doubt that we will see a release for Strike Team before the end of the year. I don't think we will see this until twenty twenty four. That's how early this is. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I just I yeah, don't I think we will see this see for a Gen while. If you see UK Expo, we'd be surprised. Yes, we definitely won't be seeing it at Adepticon. <laughs> uh, you might see you, pop, you might see the models. I don't know if they're at Adepticon yeah. actually. I can't. I don't know. Hmm. 
Louis, let us know if you're at Adepticon or not. Uh, moving on. Mantic. Uh, Mantic are releasing some smaller starter sets for drops, uh, sorry, for Kings of War. Now, they're calling them ambush products. Uh, so these are smaller box sets. I'm just going to open the Ratkin as an example, um, just because this is just an example of what you're getting in the box. So they're kind of similar to how 40K are doing their um, their smaller boxes. Just it's a, it's a sample of how the army works, basically. So you're getting one big hero. Unfortunately, that hero is PVC. Uh, and then two squads of plastic minis. Um, they're not all identical. The boxes are slightly... <gasps> Excuse me, slightly different. Uh, so the Empire of Dust, but they're all kind of like the same sort of worth. Empire of Dust has a lot more squads and some chariots, uh, but the contents of the boxes roughly similar. It's just that you don't really have that one big hero as part of it. So I genuinely think these are a really smart idea. Uh, it, it's a good. It, it's a much easier way into the game. Like they do have box sets that you can buy already. Uh, but this is obviously a smaller purchase, and if people are wanting to dip their toe rather than dive straight in, it's certainly a much more affordable way to do so. Um, so I, I, I will this, say, I'm yeah. I was gonna say, I, I think in this in this hobby environment, with you know the financial investment into an army, I think it is just stupid on part of a game manufacturer if they do not have some sort of like quick easy entry into an army mm, yeah i mean like what, what do i know about this game i'm gonna spend 45 bucks on this and get an idea versus i have to spend like how many like and get like how many different squads oh and this doesn't work with this really and like this is so much better i and games workshop started it i think it's good you know tt combat does this with uh the zone and fleet stuff Seeing the stuff at that price, I think is is a brilliant idea. I think it's the way yeah. any company should be going when they're when they're trying to get you to open up your wallet, especially given yeah. uh, prices these days. I mean, not, not not every game even has a two player starter set, which is also something every game must have. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that things used to be is that if you were buying into a game and you didn't want one of the armies that was in the two player starter set, you kind of had to do it the hard way. And it was a lot more expensive, and it, it genuinely did turn people off. Um, so the fact that there are now easier ways... I mean, there's still things that are expensive. Look, it's just a fact of the gaming hobby. Uh, but the fact that it's 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 making everything just that little bit easier. Um, as far as mass fantasy battle, in my personal opinion, Kings of War is right up there at the top alongside Conquest. Um, I'd probably give the edge to Kings of War, but it's, at that point, it's going to depend on how you like your games to work because they do play very differently. Uh, and that I, is I, not intended as an insult to Conquest. I do love that game. I just feel that Kings of War... But Kings of War's been around longer and it's finited itself enough that it, it genuinely... Like it, I would argue that it's a must-play. Honestly, it it is that good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this, and this uh, you know, it's very reminiscent of looking of the old Warhammer fa fantasy instead of what is now Sigmar, where everything yeah. is in you know a rank and file squad setup, which you know to me has its own little like cool aspect. Um, mm. That I en I enjoyed that more with fantasy. Don't get me wrong, I like Sigmar more than 40k. I like fantasy more than Sigmar. So I actually like Sigmar as well. I know that it has its haters, most of which only hate it because it's cool. 
um, or because they're still upset. And like, I, I actually do understand why people are upset. I'm not having a go over that. Um, Kings of War, so people seem to have this idea that Kings of War started because fantasy died, which is massively untrue. It had been around for years prior already at that point. And even when it did have its big surge from Kickstarter, it was still before fantasy died. It definitely took advantage of the fact that fantasy died because they released free rules and say, hey, if you want something to play, I mean, hey, have this for free. We will take you on board. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, it took Games Workshop a lot of work to get those people back. Um, Kings of War has been successful pretty much ever since. It's Mantic's big, big cash cow at this point, and has been for a while. Um, I don't know exact levels of sales, but I would be surprised if this is not significantly in front of everything else that they sell. I know Firefight's not up there. Um, they're certainly trying with Firefight, which is the 40k equivalent. Uh, I haven't played it. I don't have an opinion on it. They have space rats, which is kind of cool. I, I have been tempted to try them a few times, but nope, I don't need any more games. No, right. until Strike Team, I mean Drop Squad. Yeah, when Drop Squad comes out, I'm definitely <laughs> buying the Scourge. I don't have I any mean... Drop Squad models yet. I haven't brought any of those six. They are all available to purchase at this stage. I will do it at some point, but... You might as well do it in one big large order. That way you can well, it's, it's, it's not even... Most of our jet, most of our YouTube content has been me for a long time, but I can't continue to just buy things for the sake of putting them on the channel. I just can't afford it. And with my bike having the issues that it does, I'm having to be very careful with my purchases because I don't know how much that's going to cost to fix. So it's probably going to be a while before I do a large order again. I'm just ordering snippets here and there at this stage. And I have such a huge backlog that really, I really don't need more. Um, but this isn't about me. It says every uh, Wargamer ever. <laughs> I'll tr I know that I will make big purchases again. I just, <laughs> I'm putting a holder. I'm just slowly, because I still have stuff I haven't filmed. So I don't need anything new, even for content at this stage. Um, okay, January. We have releases coming for Dystopian Wars. Um, some quite big ones. We've got a, a whole heap of Battlefleet sets coming out. So these are I, repackages of... I, I thought you were going to say a hotel because that ship kind of looks like a hotel. It does a little bit, doesn't it? I think they are jets coming up from them. They look like they're rockets about to come up. Oh. On the side. I could be wrong. I, yeah, I think you might be right. Because they are also the same shape as the... In the front there, you have two bases of aircraft and they look identical. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Icarus Battlefleet. Battle um, we also have a couple of alternate ways that you can build that particular ship as usual um they're going through showing you off all of the different ways that you can build things i'm just kind of skimming through this because there's quite a, a lot here we also have the halong battle fleet which is one of the ones that we really liked uh because it had the giant dragon so these are all like they're repackages essentially but it's, it's an easier way to buy in this is a full battle fleet in a box um, I still love these dragons. Like these are amazing. Mm -hmm. So this is resin and hard plastic. So you do have a little bit of a bit of a mix here. The smaller ships are all hard plastic. It's the bigger ones that are resin. Uh, and then we have the Union Battle Battle Fleet faction. So this is an expansion of what came inside of the two-player starter set that we unboxed. Um, wait, is it? No, sorry, no, it's not. It's a it's an expansion of the other one. Uh, but this is the one that has the um, uh, the water wheel boats. I can't think what that steam 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 paddle boats. Thank you. 
I forgot them last time we spoke about them too. Uh, Empire, I love this. Um, this is an expansion of the one that I unboxed on the channel that Beast of War gave me. Um, I love this. I love the bigger ship. I, I love everything about this. I love the giant squids. Like, the giant squids are just so cool. Well, mechanical giant squids, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, Sultanate, another one that we we really liked, uh, and I still do. I think this is brilliant. Um, they're just so pretty. I don't need more stuff. Stop making me want more stuff. Uh, the, the Enlightened Advanced... Yep. The one thing I could say that I'm sure Socks can nod his head in agreement. Some of the token bases or stuff like that where there's, you know, you know, it's supposed to simulate the water. The fact that it's actually coming textured so you can, yeah. you know, more easily do a water effect yeah. is amazing. I agree. Because trying to freehand a water effect on a flat piece of plastic. Um, Probably impossible. No. <clears throat> yeah. No, I 100% agree. Uh, the Canadian Frontline Squadrons are finally coming out as well. Uh, they had been teased, uh, but they're finally coming out this month. Um, I love the uh, the Canadian stuff. Not as much as I like the Alighton stuff, though, because I am sorry, those giant sea monster-looking robots, you're not going to find anything better than that. That is amazing. And the fact that it's been sculpted to show that they're even bigger than what they look like, because that's still coming out of the water at that point. I'm hoping that we get to see a full-size one of these at some point. That would be cool. So, yeah, yeah those, there's a lot of stuff coming. Some of it's repackages and just easier stuff for people to buy in with. Uh, some of it is expansions for other sets. But we also have some terrain. And I really like this terrain, actually. This is on um, Wild West Exodus and Malifaux scale, though. Although, in saying that, I reckon you could almost get away with saying this was some sort of sea platform. For some of them, at least. It's not what it's yeah, designed for, but... In the case of, like, the machinery that they're starting off with, why couldn't that just be... I, I don't know how big it is. That's the thing. I mean, it might be too big where it would actually be a problem. But the individual silos, I mean, there's no reason why they can't just be giant silos in the middle of the ocean. So... Or refineries. Yeah. It, it pains me to say this, but this this terrain for Wild West Exodus is very Wild Wild West. Yes. Like the like the Will Smith movie. terrible movie. Yes. It's a science fiction Wild West world. Why would it not f give you that impression? Because it looks like it belongs in that movie, which... Not everything from that movie is bad. I mean, the design aesthetics behind it were cool. It just wasn't done very well for the film. But, I mean, the actual design aesthetic of it was, was great. The giant spider, as much as it was animated really poorly, still looked really cool. I'll give you that. You're not the first to make that comparison, though, and it, it, you are right. It, it definitely feels like it belongs in that world. But like I said, I mean, it's it's an alternate sci-fi version of the Wild West. Why would it not remind you of that? Um, do you guys have any favourites? I mean, some of this is expansion stuff that we've seen before. I've obviously made clear what my favourite is. It's the giant sea monster things. Yeah, the the Alliance Vat Squadron stuff. You know, the, the that those giant robots. It's it is the most unique thing out of all of them, with a couple of exceptions. But for the most most part, I mean, it's like there's nothing else like it. You know, model wise. Mm. Sucks. Uh, the Hanlong. I have to agree with you. I like those Colossus little dragons, the little flying dragons. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They've they've always been popular. I guess the Union's got some like you know flying robot things too. So I mean, that's you know. Yes. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. There's this little game shop called Games Workshop. 
Um, all right, first things first, we have a new hero coming out for Necromunda. This is a Goliath. He's the mightiest self-made man. He's strong enough that he needs a, a mohawk that's made out of metal. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything that looks more heavy metal than this thing does. Um, I can't decide if I like it. I mean, there's bit, definitely aspects of it that I enjoy. Like, I do like the mohawk, as stupid as it is. I really like it because it's the right kind of stupid. Uh, so, I think tape's a bit much for me. But I don't think that works. It might just be the this, paint job, though. This model needs rules for 40k so that it can be taken as a Chaos Champion. Like, this I could, just I could see that. screams Chaos Champion. I could see that. I could see that entirely. Um, and if they don't do rules for it, then people are just going to convert it anyway. I mean, it's just, it's well, you don't even need to convert it. You just take it from one and put it in the other, and then you just say that it's a Chaos Champion. Glue a bolter onto the back of that gauntlet and call it good? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. The only downside I have, I don't like the cape. It's the only thing I don't like about it. Everything else is fine. The cape's just, the cape's too loud, or I don't know. It's just something about the cape that just... It feels off to me. I, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm also going to say, how else would you do a cape for a guy that looks like this? Well, that is, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It's just sometimes I, they, get, they get this accusation of um, they put too much detail into things, and I think this is the epitome of that. The, the cape is just... It's just too much. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just something about it that's off for me. Uh, it's, yeah... It'll be interesting to see the individual parts, like if you can um, like change him up a little bit. I doubt it because I pretty much don't do that with anybody anymore. Um, we also get some hints of some new stuff that's coming, some extra heads and like they look like alien heads. They don't look human. Um, I don't quite know what they're supposed to be, um, but that's down the bottom there, hiding. So this is obviously something that's being teased to something that's coming that we'll see probably in the next few weeks, I imagine. Holy cow, check out those Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. That's some serious Like a grenade with a bottle of alcohol, shrapnel, and fire. That, Get her yeah, done. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, also from Games Workshop, we're getting some recreation of the ruined city of Ofskiliath. So they have a history of doing some really nice terrain for Lord of the Rings, and this is not an exception. This looks amazing. This the, would... the tower Look. towards the bottom, the the Osgiliath yeah. Tower. That is stunning. Yeah, yeah. The Lord of the Rings is a completely different scale, but there's it... certain things where you look at it and you go, you know what? I don't care that it's too small. I still want to see this on a on a Sigmar table because why not? I mean, who really cares if it's out of scale with something that's that large? Because how often are your miniatures going to be beside a like realistically? Is there people that will look at it and go, oh, but that door is too small? Yes, but it looks cool. Who cares? Besides, yeah, like the, all terrain is out of scale anyway. We, we discussed yeah, that like, with Terrain Tutor. Yep. The, the, the first building, I mean, it's, oh, hey, the roof comes off. But it's very like, you know, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, like yeah. just perfect in its, its, its detail and, and its size and whatnot. Um, the tower is amazing. The only thing I'm going to knock on this is those two ruined squares. They look they the look same like, as every other ruin. Yeah, they look the same as every other ruined square corner thing that Games Workshop has put out in the last decade. More longer than that. If not more. I mean, they don't look horrible. They just look the same as everything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it looks like a good ruined terrain. It looks like the same good ruined terrain from five years ago, ten years ago, et cetera, et cetera. 
you know, it's not bad, but it's boring. You know, the tower, that tower is just... It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what these yeah. actually look like. It looks like it's been... Because it says that you can build them as either completely intact or as ruined in the examples that they're showing. So it'd be interesting to see if you could build it so that it's both. And I hope that's how they've done it. Like magnets and stuff. Yeah, I would hope to God too, because like the ruined tower top is cool. Like put a sniper in there, but also yeah. like, you know, like the intact tower, it's just like, you know, have it be like, um, oh, what's, what's the word? Like words are hard. Um, a, a narrative campaign where, you know, what happens to the tower? Does so-and-so take it? Now it's ruined. Or do you defend yep. it and it stays intact or stuff like that? Yeah. There's, yeah. a, there's a group at the store that I play with at uh, here locally. There's a group that are really into this. Um, I think someone said they got it. So I may see it here in a couple months uh, once they put it all together or something. Yeah. So this this set looks out. amazing. Uh, the, the other thing I like about this is like, this paint job looks really, really good, but it's also a really easy paint job to do. Like there's nothing about that. They haven't painted this in a way that looks really hard. Like all of these are fairly standard shades. It's very bones and like there's clearly washes being used. Um, you really wouldn't need to do much to make this look nice. Well, I mean, the stonework, in my opinion, like, you know, you can do that in th with three coats, your base coat, a wash, a dry brush, and you could almost literally duplicate that effect. Yeah. Yeah. And they will eventually tell you what colors. I suspect that um, Rackarth flesh is amongst them. I would be surprised if it's not. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of this. That they've done really nicely on that. It it does look um, really cool. Yeah. New set coming for Marvel Crisis Protocol. I had to look up to find out who Ulick was. Ulick is like a rock troll that it comes. He's a classic Thor villain, basically, but he's just not one that I recognized. But that's not the big story of this box. The big story of this box is everybody's favorite. It's Beta Ray Bill with Stormbreaker, because that's who Stormbreaker belongs to. For those that are not familiar with Beta Ray Bill, the giant axe hammer that Thor gets in Endgame, that's where this comes from. Infinity War. Sorry, you're right. It's Infinity War. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm excited for this. This is this is gorgeous. Um, Beta Ray Bill so, so what looks I, amazing. What, what I'm excited for about this is okay so they pulled a beta ray bill he's not like a top tier character like he's definitely had a lot of screen time and stuff like that screen time as you know like he's been in the comic book quite a bit but uh the Olick guy like you know he's classic right he's not modern era stuff the fact that they're actually going to go through and pull out some of those good pieces from the past too yeah see one of the criticisms that atomic mass gets is quite frequently they'll give you a box set where one of the characters is something that's interesting and the other one is something that you just don't care about. Uh, and whilst I I can't say I completely agree, but I do understand where they're coming from, but this one really feels like it's the right way of doing it. Uh, because, I mean, Beta Ray Bill is a character that everybody has wanted for a long time. Um, he is, to some extent, I want to say he's kind of like their equivalent to Boba Fett, because Boba Fett is kind of like an offside character that the community fell in love with. People have loved Beta Ray Bill since he was introduced decades ago. Um, there's been screams for him to be in the MCU for a very long time. I don't really know how it would go in the MCU personally, but I'm still curious to see it. I think this is, this is a very good box set. Um, Ulick may be a bigger deal than I think he is. I just didn't recognize him. Um, but I kind of feel like that, yeah, he is the filler for the box, but he's the right kind of filler. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And now we get to a negative story. So some people may remember, it might have even been roughly this time last year. There was a story of a small YouTuber doing an unboxing of some paints that she had purchased and her paint video got taken down for copyright by a company called Green Stuff World. Now, it was a very long and convoluted story. I'm going to try and simplify it here for those that aren't familiar. Long story short, the paints that she was unboxing were by Vallejo. The original name for these was Color Shift, but Green Stuff World had a copyright on that name in regards to miniature paints in Spain. They're both in the same country. Um, Vallejo were like, yep, sure, we'll change the name, no problem. But the problem is, is that, of course, some of these boxes are already out on shelves. So they changed the name, but and one of the boxes that she purchased happened to be one of the old batch. Uh, and during her video, she calls them what's on the box, because that's what's to be expected. And then it gets takes, the video gets taken down by a copyright strike. Now, the first problem with this is, obviously, that's not how copyright works I, at all even vaguely. Um, the big story of this is that ultimately, after the community got behind and really went after Green Stuff World on this, they backed out and said, oh, we're sorry, it was a clerical error on our part, we've made a mistake, we've now fixed it. Oh, but we've also been talking with her this whole time. Um, um, but they had we wanted so... No. But after taking it down for copyright, when she emailed them, and I don't know if we knew this at the time or not, when she emailed them asking what was going on, they told her the honest truth, uh, but then immediately turned around and said, but if you're interested, we'd love to send you some of our paints to review. Maybe we can collaborate, because they're very clearly tone deaf on how that's going to come across. Um, anyway, in the end, they ended up apologising in what we felt was very empty and basically just saying what they had to say to get people to be quiet. Um, this has kind of gone in a similar direction. No. So the story no. with this, yes. this is this is absolutely worse. Oh, this I know it's worse. Is, it's flat out worse. It's, oh, it's not, not even gonna... on the same level. So this professional painter uh, purchased a model from Green Stuff World, painted it up, posted it up on their Instagram, as you do. Da 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 da. That's all well and good. A few days later, he happens to notice that his literal model, and I have it up here on screen, is now showing on Green Stuff World. With now they do logo. credit they do credit that he painted it, but a yes, they've edited the video. I mean, so they've edited the image uh, to make it look like an official image. Uh, they never asked if they could do this at all. They just stole the image and then put it up on their website to sell their stuff because painted minis sell better. I don't know if you know this. It's not exactly new news. Um, when he complained, they used Photoshop to change the colors on, on the image twice oh, because the second oh, one is not actually here. They do it a second oh, time and just make it, um, they take the color away. They, they only change the, uh, the tie, the shirt, and his little backpack rocket thing. The, they don't change anything about the skin tone or the, the hair or anything like that. Yeah. After <clears throat> telling him that they would remove it. Yeah. Like with an, with an apology, they had told him they would remove it. Now, this is piracy. This is theft. There is no question about this. There is no if, buts, or maybe about this. And again, and after that, he then went to the community and said, hey, this is what's going on. Um, I don't think this is his thread. I think this is somebody else talking about it. Yeah, this is somebody else talking about it. 
Now, ultimately, Green Stuff World end up making a deal with this guy to show it off, and they post this apology, which is... I'm just going to read it at this point, I think. No, uh, you no make... it's bullshit. It's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, it's empty, it's, not, it's, it's hollow. Yeah. Um, basically, what they did is they paid the guy off. I mean, the, the, the guy took the money he was entitled to. I don't know what that, what that figure was. I would assume that it's probably a little bit more than what you would normally pay for a marketer to have done this for you. Uh, I would certainly hope so, given the, the insult that they've basically done. Uh, because they shouldn't just be I, paying for his time. They should be paying I, for the fact that they broke the law. I, I was going to say, like, you know, it's it's probably more than what uh, the standard going rate is, just because, you know, he had a good legal case against them to literally sue the pants off of them in court. Wouldn't of, be the first that. person. Wouldn't yeah. be the first person. Um, like, this is really, really bad. Like, we have covered Green Stuff World once before in a similar vein, like, as I said initially. We've also talked about their products here and there as well. Like, we kind of like we let we let it go, and we eventually started to kind of talking about them here and there again, uh, because like they genuinely do have some good products. But here's the problem: a lot of their products are stolen. It's not just their artwork. And I actually have two examples. Unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the people that they stole these items from, but I'll give you as much information as I can. I want to give credit here to Discourse Miniatures. Uh, who was another YouTube YouTuber. Um, Discourse Miniatures quite frequently picks up negative stories like, the, like they are one of those YouTubers that kind of concentrates on the negative. They go after Games Workshop quite frequently. Uh, not unfairly, but it does, like, there are some people out there that don't enjoy that content. We are not one of those channels. We will certainly cover and hit things where they need to be hit, but... Um, we try to stay to the positive side. So you may or may not enjoy Discourse. In this particular case, they deserve all the credit in the world. Um, they, and, yeah, absolutely. The the, the yeah. research and content they provide on how crappy Green Stuff World is, is spot on, 100%. Yeah. So this is what they call the Rollmaker. This was originally invented by a German man who decided to run a small business selling it his version was made of a clear plastic and was invented for off the top of my head i want to say five years before they came out with their own version of it he was a person that sold one item he was tiny he couldn't afford a lawyer so he just gave up and he closed his business as a result of this they stole his work and because he, he literally couldn't do anything about it because he couldn't afford to there was a business in china that invented the leaf punches uh, they did actually go after them for this, um, but yeah. Well, like, uh, so I remember, I remember what the story was: is Green Stuff World came up with theirs, did the same thing. This other company in China got a lawyer and filed the paperwork yeah. and everything, and Green Stuff World dropped because they're like, "Oh, we might actually have to spend money and fight this that we started, so we're just gonna yeah. let it go." So I, I believe yeah, they they had to pay they had to pay to keep this basically is what ended up happening there. Um, they also have a habit of not accepting orders from anybody that has a name from an Asian-sounding country, or that sounds vaguely like it comes from an Asian-sounding uh, no, country. No, I, I remember seeing this thread on Facebook. 
It's been mentioned like, a few times, but there's actually no, I mean, of it now. I remember seeing one of the original threads of this. Like someone in a yeah. Warhammer 40k group it. was like, like they said, hey, I just ordered this stuff and Green Stuff World canceled my order. And then he updated it. Oh yeah, they thought I lived in China. And you know, yeah. I you know Because I, they, I, they have an agreement with a company in China. I suspect that it's the same company, but I don't know that for a fact. And therefore, they make this assumption. They don't even check where people live. They just automatically cancel them. Uh, there's been evidence of people having their orders cancelled within Spain that had it cancelled because their name sounded vaguely Asian. Uh, it's something that you'll see get mentioned quite frequently. Like, look, that, that is something that I would argue is probably subjective. Uh, but it's not a good look. Um, Green Stuff World have a habit of when they get called out on things, ignoring them until they get too loud, and then em offering an empty apology. And I'm sorry, that's what these are. They are empty apology. They're not apologizing for what they did. They apologize that they got caught. Um, and that is what this company is at this point. Green Stuff World also have a habit of flagging, th flagging YouTube videos when they say negative things about Green Stuff World. Discourse literally starts the video by saying, this video may not exist next week, they may flag it, and I don't know what I'll be able to do about that, because it's a problem. Uh, that may happen with our video too eventually, uh, but we don't actually have monetization, and we're small, so they probably won't even notice, or certainly not to the level that Discourse is. Um, Green Stuff World sell a lot of really good products. They make almost none of them. They are a reseller, like Amazon, like everything else. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Some of these have been sold to them. Some of these have been stolen. There has been one other accusation, but I don't know if this one's true or not. Discourse didn't touch on the rollers, so I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, but I know that that's been another accusation that's been thrown at them in the past uh, because they may or may not have invented that as well. Um, but I don't know on that one. And I'm not accusing them of that. I'm just saying that people have mentioned it before. So there you go. That's our negative story for the news. Uh, it's it's really bad. Uh, Green Stuff World. <sighs> Look, if you want to buy stuff from Green Stuff World, go ahead. I would kind of ask that you try to spend your money elsewhere, personally, uh, the, because the, you are you're literally supporting a group of people that steal from. Well, I, I, I'm not even going to say that they, they are targeting and stealing from members of the community that are helping promote their products. Yeah, if the if the dude used any sort of green stuff world paint on that bust, and you know, I mean, like they're going after him and stealing his stuff for making their stuff look good. They don't care yeah. about us. They care about them and their bottom line. And, and like after the, the after continuing, that, the continuing, um, because I mean, the very first thing that they said is that oh, they were in negotiation with him. They hadn't even spoken to him at that point. Yeah. Uh, and the fact, like, and they do this quite frequently to try to get the heat off them and make it look like the other person is lying. Um, it's it's low and it's dirty. They make Games Workshop like out to look like an innocent. And I'm not sitting here, I, that, that's not hate on Games Workshop, but they are not a clean business. But Games Workshop have never stooped to this level, ever. No. I mean, you can look at a lot of the stuff that they borrowed for their law, and I'm using that term very loosely because the accusation is certainly stronger. 
Um, like the 40k law, a lot of that is borrowed from elsewhere. Most of it is borrowed from elsewhere, actually. They've just used it in a way that made it their own, and that's why I'm not saying that it's stolen. It was borrowed. Uh, Marvel did exactly the same thing with Thor, yeah. for example. Well, so like, you can't have a go at them stealing things when that's not really what they've done. They've taken something and then made it their own. Which, you know, and that's the thing too, you know, like, you know, there, there's actually something I watched a few days ago, you know, about Led Zeppelin doing that, about like everyone essentially doing that. But like to actually just take someone's image, put your logo in it, put it up on your website and saying, hey, look at this and yeah. not credit anyone, not not pay for you know those services rendered or that and that is something or- that normally is paid for people are normally like games workshop have a whole team of people they pay to do that for them tt combat if they have something up on their website that is painted they have paid for that to be painted maybe it's in-house maybe it's not that's hard to say um those that don't have painted models on their websites are usually companies that can't afford to have paid for it it's it's not like we're saying that they're doing something that everybody... Like, this is not accepted normal practice. Games Workshop will advertise community models on their website. But you know what the difference here is? They ask for permission and those images are offered to them mm-hmm. by the people that did it, not the other way around. That is that is the difference here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, ever, ever since they, uh, they did that to Naomi, I've, I've stopped looking at their stuff. I have not purchased yeah. anything. Um, after this, um, I'm I'm gonna continue to do that and like to echo what you said. You know, I would I would ask our supporters and members of the community that follow us to you know respectfully you know you know fund other companies. You know, give my, Vallejo money. You know, go buy uh, two thin coats from um, what's his face Duncan. Duncan. You know, yeah, yeah, do do something like that. Green stuff world pass on it. I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find whatever they're selling someplace else. Probably for cheaper, even. Well, yeah, cheaper. Not necessarily cheaper, necessarily, but you won't be paying a lot more money for it if you are paying more money. What you save on this website, you normally pay in postage anyway. Uh, which is, look, it's just not the reason why that you would have a go, yeah. but it's hard. Uh, see, I did, I did back down. I don't actually think I've purchased anything since, but I've almost purchased from these guys several times. Um, I'm just kind of glad that I didn't at this point. Anyway... We will move on to discuss some hobby. Indie. Definition. Independent. Oops. Dream. Blue. Crying. Paint. Socks, you haven't spoken for a while. What are you up to? I got some paint on uh, some Black Suns. Nice. Nice. Royal purple. Uh, It's going to have some gold trim on it here. Uh, I've got some... What is it? Uh, Plague Bearer's Flesh as their skin color. So hopefully that squad will be done this week. Um, but we had a cold spell. George knows uh, over the, the Christmas break, there was a big winter storm that blew across the country. And actually, we got to below freezing temperatures down here in Florida. So it was not fun to try and uh, do some spraying. Or else I would have sprayed some stuff while I was waiting on other stuff to, to show up. So uh, now that the temperatures are, are back up, you yeah. can brush this on socks. It works with paintbrushes. It's not as good, but you can do it that way. It, it, it is better coming through an airbrush, but you can paint it on and, and get that you know base coat going. Yeah. So, so I'm in the same. I, I I'm having the same problem, but for the opposite reason. It's opposite too reason. hot here. Yeah. Yeah. Is my, yeah. yeah. You're in the middle of your summertime. So. Um. Yeah. It's good to see you getting some paint done, though. Yes. Even if slowly. What about you, Bruce? George or George? Oh. Whoever. Well. Well. <laughs> so. Um. 
I, I took a few days off, and so uh, I, I I had a total of ten days off, and and Sam visited me for some of that. So um, I got some time in with my new table that I picked up. We played Massive Darkness Two. Uh, I got him Ticket to Ride Sales and Rails for Christmas. We played a couple of games of that, um, and uh, we got in a game of uh, Scooby Doo, uh, which is one of the games I backed on Kickstarter. Um, that table, I'm, I'm going to have to do a good in-depth on it, but after I redo the top so that I can do an actual wargaming on it, cause it's slightly too narrow for wargaming. Yeah. It's long enough, but it's not wide enough. Um, but I think you knew table, that when you brought it though. Yeah, I, I absolutely knew that. Yeah. Um, I, I knew from the get go that it would be big enough to board game, not big enough to war game. Yeah. So, but for those of you who don't have a room to have a dedicated table set up all the time, or, you know, you don't want to have like, you know, your dining room table taken over. Um, th- this is a really good solution. Like I said, I'm going to have to do a, a good breakdown on it. Um, but like I said, I'll probably do that in the spring when I, you know, start redoing the top. And so I suggest I can it might be worth trying to film how you actually replace the tops or how you extend the top. Oh yeah. That might no. actually be worth doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to, yeah, that's part of my plan is, you know, here it is. This is what I'm going to do to make it, you know, um, it's, it's all up here. It's, it's going to be straightforward and simple. It just, you know, I just need to do it. And well, I, I need to be out in my shop and not freeze to death while I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I did, uh, do some cleaning and rearranging and I pulled this out and I'm going to try to get some more of this put together this weekend. How long have you owned that for at this point? Let's see. Two years. Can you see the? Can you see the? Can you see the box? See how much dust yeah. just came off on my finger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's it's been def. It's, I I think you bought that just before COVID. Uh no, I bought that way before COVID. Yeah, so that's at least three years at this point. Yeah. Um. It, it was like right, I've got the, things the, the, I've got the, things out there that are that have had for longer. Yeah, but the the, the price I got <laughs> it for was like. I could buy like two more things and I could have like a speed freak, like full on 40 K army, just two yeah. more models. I think so for the price I got it for, I couldn't pass it up. So, yeah. So I've been working on things. Uh, I haven't done a lot of painting, but I did start getting these done. I've kind of shown these off to our Patreon yesterday and to a couple of friends, these road bases I did myself using an AK interactive asphalt texture paint. I really like, I, I don't actually know if, they turned out cracked like that because of how I applied it or if it's supposed to be that way. But given the setting of where they're going to be used, it works really well because it's supposed to be a worn city and like it's meant to be like a Gotham or a Detroit type situation where everything's kind of just in ruin. So I did these yesterday. Um, they initially, like the road lines initially came out looking really wonky because it bled through the mask. I was using just normal masking tape and I know it's not good. I know, but it's all I had. Uh, and I was kind of itching to get them done. Um, hey, and it socks. just it bled through really badly. You, you, you notice how when he described crappy roads, he used a fictional city and then like an actual city that is actually falling apart. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um d- did you hand brush those uh the road markings on uh yes so the whites were originally so my original intention was that i was going to like sponge it on the white uh but i changed my mind i actually did those solid in the end and then i added the roughness afterwards and i think i'm very happy that i did that uh, especially given how much bleeding ended up happening um because it kind of would have ruined it made it a lot harder to fix the other way where this way i had I- to come back in with the black anyway 
I would almost suggest like what 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 are your thoughts of like masking it and like airbrushing the stripes on like they actually do? If it wasn't this hot, I would have done it that way to begin with. Oh, it's fair. Um, somebody had also suggested that it might be worth trying to create a template, and they're probably not wrong on that. Um, just create one where it's a solid line, one where it's a dotted line, uh, and basically then all I have to do is move it and put it in place. Um, because my intention is I, they, I want them all to be different. There will be some where there'll be no road markings and then I'll have part of the sidewalk there. Um, and I was trying to figure out whether I wanted to do yellow lines or white lines because I know that there are different places that have one or the other. And then I found out America apparently have both at the same time. And I'm like, yep. oh, well, I could just do whatever I want then. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we like, we like our road markings all different colors. So your white mark. So if you had a four-lane highway, my understanding is is that the white would be like this way, and the in between of this way, and the yellow no. is what separates the two. No, or is it the other so, way around? So it, it, it's more complicated. So I'm going to use the the road right outside my house. It's a two-lane highway. The yellow divides the two lanes. If yep. it's a two, if it's two solid yellow lines, you stay in your lane. You don't pass. If yep. I'm driving and it's dotted on this side, I can pass into the other lane. Yeah, so that, that, that's normal. Person. Yeah, right. And then if you get into multiple lanes, the yellow, it's, yellow lines are still the same thing, but then you have white lines that do the same thing. So if you have a solid white line, you can't go over that. If it's dotted, you can. And then Correct if you have two, two solid sets of yellow lines, that means that's a center turning lane, and anyone can enter in that to turn across the lanes of traffic. Socks, is it just me? Or is he correcting me and actually saying the same thing I just did? Because that's basically what I said, but in more detail. Yes, but we usually have white lines on the right side of our road. And then on like a four-lane highway, we'll have a yellow line sometimes on the left-hand side of our, our lane. And then the other, the median, and then the four-lane will have a yellow line. Why am I back. not surprised that different states in America do it differently? Why can't they have federal laws where they just all do it the same way? Well, so on interstates so, it is because that's the federal road. The the, but, the So I travel from Florida to Wyoming and then I have to completely learn what the lines mean again. And don't get me wrong, like the the, the break in the line and like, I actually know all of because that's universal. Like that's yeah. literally the same over here in England. Like they are designed to be universal that way. That the road markings were done early enough to make sure that they were easy to understand even if you don't really know what it means. Because, like, the solid one, obviously I'm not allowed to go across it. The broken one means I am allowed to go across it. If they're both broken, then either, either can come across it. Well, but, but there's an exception to that, Bruce. In, in major cities where they have a center turning lane, it's got double yes. yellows on both sides of it, and then you can cross the solid yellow to get into that turn yes, lane. because so there's a gap there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I found amusing is that all I was doing is, like, where the colors were used. And then you corrected me. By saying more or less exactly what I said to begin with, but with more well, detail. It, and then it depends. Like, so if you're like at an interchange, like you can have yellow on your right and the left side of the roads as it's splitting. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. So it's over here. Like there were some yellow lines left for like really old roads that hadn't been redone. Um, but it was a thing of like that they were phasing that out before I think even my mother was born. Uh, it's all white lines over here now. Like, the markings themselves all mean the same stuff, it, but it, everything is a white line now. I think largely because it's easier to see, because uh, yellow doesn't actually show up at night as well as white does, unless they use a reflective paint. Well, it, I was going to say it depends on what kind of paint, because, like, in some cases here, 
if it's a, a high traveled road, they actually don't even use paint. It's a uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a glass based plastic that's highly reflective, and they melt it into the asphalt. Oh, that makes sense. They wouldn't have to redo them all the time then. Although in well, saying no, that, they, they should be redoing their roads every so often anyway. Well, no, when they, they do it, they have they to should. they have to they have to carve out the asphalt, lay down new asphalt, and then reapply the marking. As opposed to just going over the top of it. Or if it's if it's concrete road based, like most highways are these days, especially in cities, they usually do a black stripe and then a white stripe on top of it because you can't see white on the concrete very well. No, you wouldn't be able to concrete. It's horrible for roads too. <laughs> it's horrible. It doesn't Come doesn't hold States. up well. It's all over. Right, yeah, George? well. Oh, uh, I've got more asphalt than concrete, but yeah. Yeah, We're you, you way off topic. But... <laughs> so anyway. these on this episode of Getting Tabled, we talk about roads. <laughs> <laughs> so these, for those that are not aware, this is what I have been calling the secret project. Um, I officially Bruce, announced. Bruce, you have to do one thing. One yes. of the, one of your minis. There has to be a manhole cover, but it's turned slightly so the lines don't match up with the other lines on the road. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. deal. I need a manhole cover. Um, so this week... Wait, was it this week? What date is it? No, technically it was last... When did I do it? Was last it the first year? or the second? No, it was definitely this year. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was this week uh, that I announced... No, it was last week because it was Sunday. Uh, I actually officially made like an actual public post about Entropy City for the first time. Um, like I know that you've bought, cause obviously you have seen, well, you've seen everything that you've looked at. <laughs> um, I have been working on a miniature game for about six months now. In theory, it's a miniature game that I've been working on for nine years. I just hadn't done anything with it. <laughs> uh, but I'm legit working on my own game at this stage. So it is a thing. It's currently being play tested. I don't think we spoke about that publicly either yet. Patreon obviously no. knows about it. Um, so I've had Patreon a couple of knows playtests. All. Become a supporter. Yep. Um, they get access to the work in progress rule set and everything. It's not like a promise of the, po of the podcast Patreon. It's just something that I'm doing because it kind of made sense to me. It's a bonus that I'm doing. Um, so like, cause I'm also offering out to friends and stuff that are helping me play test because you know, they need to know what's going on. So I've, I did a couple of play tests by myself. Uh, I've had a couple of play tests at this stage, just of the call rules. Uh, with friends, I had one on Friday. I've lost both of my both of my games recently with other people because that's what you're supposed to do when you're demoing a game. Except in your case, it's because you're rolling dice and dice hate you. Uh, well, no, not necessarily. I mean, <laughs> in this particular case, I can't really blame it on the dice. It's that I take really risky moves to just try to show how the mechanics are supposed to work. Um, I I hit somebody over the back of the head in a surprise attack that should have been really brutal, and we both got taken out by that one attack. <laughs> Good job. Yep, it was great. <laughs> um, so far, things are looking promising. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's going to continue to be tweaks and stuff. I'm almost at the point where I want to start introducing the different rules for the different factions, because I'm doing this in phases as I go, because... One of the things that I like, because I've had friends that have done games in the past, it was like they, they try to load everything all at once. And then if something's not working, they have to figure out what it is. Um, so at this stage, I've only been doing the base core mechanics, the movement, and melee. I haven't even written rules for guns yet. There will be guns eventually. Um, but I've left them out quite on purpose because I wanted to make sure the core of everything works before I started trying to figure out the guns. 
um, because they won't be the most common thing anyway. And if they if they're the thing that break it, then at least I know that that's the problem and not the melee because the melee already works. So that's where things are. Um, basically, it's a motorcycle gang combat game. Uh, Entropy City is the name of the game. It's not actually what the city's called. It's just the city's that worn and in that much turmoil that everybody that doesn't live there basically insults it. Just look up Detroit Ruins. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> Ironically, yes. Um, though I didn't know it at the time. Um, by chance, if you've ever heard the name Entropy City before, and it's like, hey, uh, and you're like, I know what that is, then yes, hello, you're listening to the 13th. Um, because I've used it in other settings previously, um, in other roleplay settings that I've done before. So, yeah, people may not make the connection. Let's move on. Talk nerdy to me. All right. 2022 was a year, and it, it happened like many other years, but we were allowed to go places, so it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, we, we were allowed to socialise. <laughs> highlights of the year, lowlights of the year. Uh, I mean, some of them are obvious. I mean, we've already mentioned Drop Squad. That is very clearly a, a highlight for us because we have some personal connections there. Uh, but, but we're going to leave... that's a topic for an entirely different time and place. Yes. Uh, I'm only mentioning it at all because it's one of the ones that our Patreon brought up, which was amusing because about two hours earlier, we'd had that conversation and it was like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about that because it's already in the news and I want to save it for when we're talking with Louis. <laughs> Not that I suspect Louis will say much, but it's definitely a conversation that... Well, it, it's a conversation that we can have, regardless of how much he's willing to talk about it. I mean, we, they we haven't can been ask working him... on it much at this point, so there's not a lot yeah, that we... he can really say. Well, we can ask him to talk about that, or ask him why we don't have a Getting Table Rumble Slam team yet. Oh, God. That one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Um, you, you, the other I'm going to about that. that. Oh, I know you are, and Louis, Louis already knows that you will too. Um, <laughs> one of the other big ones and another obvious one is that people could actually like tournaments and that are actually happening again. Events are actually happening again. Like Gen Con and Adepticon last year were actual success stories. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, I think I'd like to start on the positive side because we just got off a huge negative topic not that long ago. So I'm thinking socks. So there is a small universe in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, it's, it's closer than you think, though. It is true um, that I play some games in Armada and Legion, but Atomic Mass Games announced, as we all know, Shatterpoint at the end of the year. And I am looking forward to hearing more about this. It's going to be demoed at, at the con. We do know that. Um, and so we'll, we'll find out more from the community there. Um, but I'm just looking forward to a little bit smaller scale in terms of armies, almost like Star Wars Legion, but infinity wise type armies or MCP. And so I'm looking forward to, uh, or kill still, team. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm still on the fence of getting it because again, that is another game to get into and my wife will kill me. But I'm are they not going to use the same models, or no? So, they're different models. They're, they're different, different scale models. entirely. They're different scale. They're MCP si size. So yeah, that's the problem. So I would have to buy an entirely new miniature set um, because they are a little bit you, bigger you, than, than Legion. You just bought her an SUV. You can get another game. I know, but we just. Bought <laughs> I know you. You you're correct, but we also just bought annual Disney World passes for the entire family too. So oh my god, how are you not poor? So my parents actually bought 
our tickets originally because they brought us down here as, as a Christmas present. That was our their Christmas present to our family was Disney World tickets, just a three day pass, and then we upgraded those annual to annual passes. So we're we're kind of trying to just lay low on on fun expenditures right now. Well, the good that. thing is that you don't have to worry about this for twelve months. True, but or this is one that I'm I'm looking forward months. to and my highlight for last year. So yeah, I have to agree with you on this. Um, as much as like we've given criticism for um like how they've treated certain games, um, not X Wing, the other one, Armada. Um, Armada, thank you. Um, like and Legion has been pretty much doing gangbusters. It's kind of like and and skirmish games is where the market is. I seriously it, that that is where the market is. Um, the thing that excites me about it, at least in theory, is that it's not just going to be. Marvel Crisis Protocol, but with Star Wars, they are apparently doing a completely different rule set, Correct. which is important because I don't think that would have translated well. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing where this goes. One thing uh, that as, uh, yeah. as, as, as someone who's not doing is, oh, go I was gonna say, as as someone who's not going to buy this and not gonna get into this, I'm still like really excited to see this just because. Again, this is this is one of those like stepping stones. Like it's much easier to like buy this kind of game, and then the next thing you know, in six months, this person could be another Legion player because they started off mm. on something that's you know a couple hundred. Oh, this is really cool. Oh, this is larger scale battle. Oh, I have to buy I'll buy all of this stuff now. Like it's 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 financially like a good decision to like expand a good intellectual property into various platforms at different consumption levels. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but one of our local players on Friday was, like when we were talking about Shatterpoint, their thoughts were something along the lines of they were disappointed because they were new models and not the, not the old ones. I was like, well, yeah, but that's kind of the whole point and the reason why people are excited because the larger models means more detail and therefore better miniatures. Um, also, why would you make something that you can't make money from, um, if you're a business and that's how you make your money? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's a widely accepted thought, but yeah, I just thought it was an interesting point. Um, George, you want to talk about Mythic? Oh my God. Um, so we ended the year talking about how Mythic sold off everything that wasn't nailed down. Yes. And ironically, um, haven't passed off all of their... But they still have membership in all of those groups and are still posting in them advertising their own products. Right. So, well, they weren't advertising a product. Um, their first post of the year was not updating any of their extremely behind, haven't updated since October of last year, Kickstarter campaigns. No, it was a Facebook post saying... Hey, we've made a community response team. These people respond to American stuff, and these people will respond to the French stuff. That was the post. And they, they, posted... they made a public post and shared it everywhere. And the post was, we know we haven't been doing anything. We're still not doing anything. But now we're making an, an empty promise to do things. Why am no, I calling here... it an empty promise? Because until they actually do do something, they, it's, they have... it's empty. Which, which I am, I am making. I, I don't know if I, I would, I should be proud of saying it like this, but I'm making an effort to like hold them to the fire on this. Like I have made numerous posts across the groups. Oh, um, I know. What, what of which they keep on was... coming up in my feed? 
<laughs> what one of which though was on Super Fantasy Brawl Round Two, where they made this post. To which I said, "Did you sell this to Simon? Shouldn't you turn this page over to them?" Because to be fair, it, was, it was a group, not a page. But yeah, the the the, the point still stands. Yeah, what, like, why are you even posing? At this point, people who are fans of Super Fantasy Brawl, I'm a member of that group now because I joined the group to find the article of what all Mythic was selling. The toxicity in that group of Simon acquiring that intellectual property was horrendous. Yeah. And then here's I'm Mythic saying, surprised. hey, Super Fantasy Brawl people, we're, this is what we're going to do on a game that we sold to another company and we don't care about anymore. Um, yeah, and then, I'm then not they surprised had a... because it's not like I've ever been the only person that had problems with Simon. It, like, there is legit people out. I mean, they have a massive group of people that follow them. But mm -hmm. what happens with any company when they get that big? They get a massive group of people that will try to tear them, even if they don't deserve it. Yeah. So, and then one of my other posts, and this made me laugh. And I said, "Hey." This is something you should have started doing eight months ago, you know, blah, 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 right? You know, you know you've know, you had a you know, campaign deactivated by Kickstarter. They oh, had the yeah. audacity to say, no, this hasn't been deactivated. This is actually da-da-da. And I'm like, but if you go to the page, it says it's been deactivated by Kickstarter. Like, does deactivated mean something different in French? Nope. And they ha I they mean had this happen. They had this happen with a previous campaign that was still delivered. Uh, despite that, and I assume that's what they're trying to bank on, is people remembering that. Uh, but that's an assumption, obviously. I don't know if that's what their thought was. Uh, but so, the fact that they can actually point at that gives them something that they can... They're, they're, just, trying to, they're just trying to make you quiet. They're basically trying to make it look like they're not opening their mouth, inserting their foot, and just haven't like, lit a new dumpster fire to start the year. Um, as it is yeah. right now, backers on all the campaigns have not seen or heard anything as far no. as an update. I, I, I even went as far as taking a screenshot of Kickstarter saying, you need to be updating your campaign once a month and emailed that to Mythic saying, where's my update for hell? This is what Kickstarter says you need to be doing. Yep. Uh, th um, this may surprise you. Just I haven't gotten an email back. Oh, I wonder <laughs> if that's because they know that you're trolling them. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for one minute, and I'm only going to do it at this point because I know I'm not going to disagree with anything else that you say. Um, if, if they have legitimately created this team, and if this means that they are actually going to start doing something, then I can understand why they're making an effort to get this into as many people's eyes as possible. Because it's the only chance they have of surviving at this point. In saying that, I will believe this when I see it, and at this point, even if it does exist, I suspect... So, so the problem is, is that everything they've done up until this point has all been very suspiciously close to what scammers do to make the people be quiet. Because, oh no, we're working on it, we are, it's just that it's been delayed because of the, like, it's happened again and again and again and again and again. Um, make no mistake, like they would not have sold all of their cash cows if they weren't in trouble. Like there's no way they would have sold them if they didn't have to. Whether that means that it's because of their own fault or not is completely irrelevant. Uh, if they are using that to try and now turn the corner, that's great. But shouting about it isn't fixing anything. You need to show something. You need to show people that you've actually done something and you need to start by fixing Darkest Dungeon because 
<laughs> holding on to people's... I understand that some people have gotten that. Some people from retail, which we didn't speak about because we couldn't verify if it was true or not. It is true. We've seen evidence of it. It was being sold for 50% off over Christmas and New Year's, which is definitely less than people paid for it on Kickstarter. That is evidence of how much trouble this company is in because there is no way they would have sold it that cheaply if, they if they're not desperate. To. Yeah. And like I said, you we, know, yes, I, I, I am going out of my way of making an effort to do this. However, if they would just simply post nothing new to update, we're still waiting on this. Or to, like, you don't have to make every update with something like, this is what's happening. This is where we're just like, hey, nothing's going on. We're still at this point. You're updating me. That's fine. Yeah. You're making that effort to sit there and not say anything and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this, which is completely different from what we said four months ago when we last updated. And now we're not holding on to any of the promises we've made a year ago because that's how far behind they are on everything, you know, is, is, is the problem. If yeah. they would just, you know, make an honest statement once a month of nothing new, cool, no, nothing new. You know, you're working on like six things. I get that. Even if that update is going to upset people, because I think the only way they're going to help, the, the only way, so Darkest Dungeon is a problem now because they're selling it at 50% off, which means there's absolutely no way that they can continue to make the argument that they can't ship it out because they're literally selling it for half the price that everybody else paid for it. That also means well, well, here's what the they need to do is come to, they need to come to the party and actually just deliver them. Assuming that they haven't sold them, because that's the other problem, is that the accusation is, is that they have sold for 50% off somebody else's property. So either because they all need that their money did, back, yeah. or if those, if those parcels still exist, they need to be spent shipped to the customers at your expense. And I would argue that those that chose to pay for extra postage should be receiving a refund as well. Because if you weren't capable of doing that, you wouldn't have sold it at 50% off. Well, here's the other thing too, that massive sale they were having over Christmas, they were charging the same shipping fees as, you know, before they said, hey, we need more money for shipping. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it was it was cheaper shipping too. So so like, say so, someone's shelled out 90 bucks for shipping and then, you know, Mythic's like, we need another 60 from you for this. The 50% off sale over Christmas was the same shipping before they asked for more money. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they, they've literally just, you know, gone from one dumpster fire to another dumpster fire. Uh, they've, they've talked about how they're going to fix everything and haven't actually done anything yet when we're well, they coming also up haven't, on They also haven't said how they're going to fix everything. All they've done is say that they've created a team that will answer people's questions. That hasn't fixed anything. Well, it just no, means no, no. that in theory, they're going to answer emails. Last year, they sold off all the intellectual properties and they restructured. And this oh, is going to yeah, help them focus that. on getting all the stuff out. And in addition to that, they have this community response to team to communicate with the, the community on like the status of the projects. Do you remember, uh, uh, was it what's up Wednesdays? Yeah, but he doesn't, where the hell are those at? That was the communication. Yeah. The backers want, they were already doing it and they stopped. And now we're in this situation and they have to figure out something else. When if they just kept doing what they were doing, they wouldn't be here. Yeah. Now, I think it probably is worth noting, like, yes, they sold all of this stuff. It's probably unlikely that they have that money yet because those purchases are probably still in the processes of going through. I would be very surprised if they weren't. 
So that's also probably part of the reason why they um, are still, because they're trying to survive until that money arrives, is probably part of the problem. Um, having created this team now is obviously a desperate move, but if if this conversation is still happening in two months, then I don't think they will survive this year, despite what I assume is millions of dollars coming in again. I w- if I was a backer of any of those campaigns, I would still be extremely nervous, if not even more nervous now. Because, yes, they've just sold a whole heap of stuff to, in theory, help you. But if nothing changes, and none of, none of what they have to do at this point is going to be easy, everything they do now is going to be hard. If everything they are working on gets delivered by the end of the year, which would be ridiculous... Um, like even for a company that's organized to have gotten all of those, what is there, five campaigns out within 12 months? That's just six. not feasible. Six. six. Yeah, like it's not possible to actually get all of that done in six in, in 12 months. I think it's six. Because you're usually looking at at least a month or two of shipping. But they are still in very bad straits. Like they can't do anything until, because nobody will give them money until this stuff is done. Well, just as a prime example, it wasn't on Kickstarter. It was only on GameFound. Uh, one of their other games that they're going to turn to a flagship, Necromancers, barely broke the half million mark. Yeah, and I'm surprised it went that far, honestly. I can't believe they made any money on that at all. I don't understand how people were willing to give them money at that point. Now, and, and saying that, George, every time we've spoken about this off camera, how often have I pushed against you trying to make you see that it's not all that way? Mm, probably 60% of the time. And how much of that me agreeing with you has been recent? Mm, all of it? The last, the last 40 days. Because as much as we've spoken about this, I've been I've been very very cautious on this story. Yeah, I've I take all of that back, hundred percent. Because this isn't just like this isn't a company that's gone bankrupt and is trying to hide the fact that it's because of their mistakes and trying to point fingers at other people that have nothing to do with it. Yes, yes, yeah. you 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 are and correct. This, so this is, is a company. Is this is a company that is spamming campaigns which was a problem and then didn't do anything to actually keep up with them and as far as we can tell didn't even try at this point they are a scammer until they prove otherwise yeah and, and you were correct they are on a, a five undelivered campaigns at this point as much as i'm upset that somebody else stole my money and then blamed somebody else for it disappearing i don't want that who that is to be said uh i'm not calling that person a scammer because that's just somebody that was unfortunate during a bad time this, in my opinion, is a company that has been scamming their customers out of their money because they have done nothing but prove to someone that was defending them that that's all they've been doing from the start. I have not once ever even hinted that Simon were like that. In fact, quite the opposite. During my rants, I always make a point of saying this is not the way that they are. So, yeah. Also, some good news. Did you see the, the most recent post from Simon? Mm, yes. Oh, speaking of which. For those that are wondering, the He-Man game is not being sold in Australia right now. That was a pre-order that they accidentally forgot to put the pre-order logo on, which is pretty much what I said to you in the message. Yeah, um, well, but just in case so some of those people the, are the, listening. The, the thread I was on, the guy said, yeah, someone saw it sitting on the shelf. And no. I was like, yeah. So, but yeah, no, um, the email That's is out. not uh, possible. Australia should start receiving uh, the He-Man game end of January-ish. 
And then January, February is when America and most of the rest of the world will start receiving it as well. Yep. So for those that are wondering, it's probably going to be late January, early February, where I might end up eating crow. I will be unboxing that. I will be giving it a fair review. And I'm looking forward to playing it. So am I. Uh, Eugene, you and I are playing He-Man in February. It, it is happening. So... I have a story too. What was I going to talk about? I actually don't remember now. The the one miniature that we said Games Workshop. You oh yeah, need that's to right. Do and they did, and they did yeah. a brilliant job at it. Of, I think even Sox liked it. Awesome. I think you're right, actually. Unless he's been disconnected. That that or he taped a photo up to his camera and left the room. Oh wait, oh, no, no, there no, he's, he's moving. There's signs of life. So Games Workshop this year, and I kind of feel silly doing like. There was a couple of different stories that I was going to do. One of them was another negative, and I chose not to do that because I felt that it's just going to mean that we'll end up talking about it twice. There's a lot to the secret weapon story that we didn't cover that we do know for a fact. Um, so that could have very much been a low light for this year, but I didn't want to cover it because we're going to cover that later on in a more official capacity. Uh, but for the Eldar, we got the Avatar of Kane this year, which is a model that has been desperately in need of a re-sculpt for about 15 years, if not longer. Because that is one of the oldest minis that they've had for a long time. Uh, we did a thing, I don't think it was last year, I think it was the year before, where we did a story of what is the miniature that needs to be done the most. And I don't actually remember if it was you or me that said it. I'm pretty sure it was me, because I think but you were saying somebody else at the time, and you eventually agreed with me. I, I think it was a Blood Angels character that I said needed to be redone. Which Dante. I think, yes, which I, you know, so, but no. So I used to, actually, I, I think I might have it somewhere, but the old Avatar model is, you know, roughly about yay tall, like on par mm. with like the Dreadnought, the normal Dreadnought. And this one yep. that they've released is is glorious and amazing because the original Avatar, it's the pose of the sword, that's it. This one, do you have weapon variations uh what three weapon variations yep. different heads oh and twice the height like and it's glorious looking i still need to build mine like genuinely i haven't built mine yet i really is that the one that got the blueprint on it yes <laughs> i shouldn't laugh at the, that. the miniature was fine it's okay my postman booted it by the look of it but, but th th that was my main concern about sending you the kernel was like, is that going to get like mangled in the post? Because like, like the Avatar Kane getting mangled. Yeah, that's terrible. But the kernel, like we can't let the kernel get mangled. <laughs> well, given that, given that I paid like, yeah, let's not go there. Roughly about the same price. Yes. Yeah. I, I paid more for it than I, than I wanted to was where I was going to go. <laughs> um, there's a story behind that, that, that it's okay. Um, yeah, like this is this felt amazing for for a few reasons. I mean, ah, yes, obviously the model is gorgeous. It's also one miniature of the year for Games Workshop. I voted for it. I know not everybody did. Uh, I voted for this because I had I it's had I known about that, I would have voted for it too. Mm. So it was already a gorgeous miniature, but the fact that it needed to have been done so much puts it on the level of. Um, Ah, oh, the clown guy that got done into the really scary skeleton from fantasy. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, 
wait, oh, are you talking like the big like undead guy? Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, I'm I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, Nagash. Nagash. Thank you. It puts it on that sort of level because uh, that oh, very much yeah. felt the same. Uh, I I think I'd probably say Nagash is a little bit nicer again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. The miniature was gorgeous. It's also something that needed to be done quite desperately. Um, and because we were probably one of the first people that actually openly were talking about, like, this needs to be done, and this needs to be done soon. Well, it's, it's um, so much of that Eldar line need to be redone. Yeah, and they are like, making an effort on that. There's still a lot of it that needs to be redone, and that's fine. They just need to be doing it frequently. Um, but yeah, that, that was my, that was my highlight of the year. I mean, I could talk about a lot of things for my highlight. I mean, the fact that I am actually doing something with my game and that it is actually being play tested six months earlier than I expected that it would be, uh, and that it's getting good positive responses. I mean, that's obviously a highlight, but it's kind of irrelevant as far as the industry is concerned. I'm nobody. Um, Moonstone was another one like i discovered moonstone this year and it was good well no i discovered it the year before but i bought it this year and it was gorgeous um here i yeah I, I, i'm gonna change my change my mood a little bit because i just clicked on something i'm like oh yeah um here after the way i just uh went off on mythic here's my highlight highlight of the year and unfortunately it is a games workshop highlight but this is my highlight of the year we got squats back that's a really good point actually because that is something I, legit most people said it never happened. I, I literally just clicked on something, and there's the little six wheel vehicle thing. I was just like, "Oh yeah, we got squat. Oh, we got squats back." You know, that's it. That's actually good. a really good. Point. The name is good. Um, you know, they're so good. They got banned before they were even released from tournaments. I mean, but we got them, and we yeah. have them. So, so the, the, there's there's my you know positive for the year. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that that's a good call. I had thought of that initially. And I was like, yeah, but oh, look, Sox is nodding and agrees. Twenty twenty two was, I think, it was a fairly positive year for the industry. I mean, yes, obviously, there's always going to be good and bad. There was good and bad in our stories last year too. Um, but overall, like the industry has done really, really well. Uh, I, I still say, like the shipping crisis is obviously still going to continue being a problem from here. Um, I, I do kind of feel, I still feel that we're going to see the end of big box games. Uh, because Kickstarter was kind of like the last ditch way of getting those done at that point. Um, there's still people doing, but but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, to, to throw this out there, Awaken Realms, the the makers of Nemesis, Nemesis and Nemesis Waking, they've been fairly prolific too. They don't. They they only did a Kickstarter for uh, Nemesis and Nemesis uh, or Lockdown yeah, Nemesis, was was Lockdown, a Kickstarter. Lockdown, yeah, yeah. But the other ones, um, ISS uh, Vanguard, uh, Ragnarok, uh, Grail Kings, or something like that. Those have all been just exclusively on GameFound. The yeah. difference is, is Which they're is, also still they're still updating and posting, so you know stuff's happening at least. Yeah, Mythic, pay attention. Oh, don't worry, they know. I think part of the problem is is that they, I think part of the problem is is that if they don't have anything positive to say, they're trying not to make things look even worse. But that is then making it look like they're ignoring it, even if they're not. I don't think for a second that they are intentionally ignoring everything, but the problem is is that until they show evidence that they've done something, all they can be looked at is a scammer because mm -hmm. yeah. they're not actually showing any evidence of their work. 
Like, it is possible that there's a whole lot of work going on. I mean, no company is ever out there trying to go out of business on purpose. But the other problem is, because as much as they and other people want to point at, yes, but it's because of the pandemic, that, that's not what's caused their problem at all. It's all been mismanagement. Yeah. I mean, there has been some, like, there's been hirings and firings that's affected it as well. Um, one of which went really badly for them in the end, quite publicly. Um, which is a shame because I'm genuinely, a, well, I was genuinely a fan of that person. Uh, I used to follow his previous exploits elsewhere. Um, obviously, something was going wrong there. Uh, maybe it was because of the way the company was dealing with things. It's impossible to know. But yeah, 2022 was good. I think it's time we move on. Let's get some upcoming events done. Some upcoming events. Um, some of this. First things first, Adepticon is somehow literally around the corner. Like, I don't know how it's only two months away already, but it's literally at the end of March. It's March 22nd till 26th. That's... I, 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 did, I did look up on the dates because I'm thinking, it is somewhere in the first quarter of the year. Oh, crap, it's really close. I probably should have been talking about this in December. We all should have. Um, so, so, Bruce, when the, the, the Earth revolves, and every 24 hours, that's a new day. So every time it revolves, we get one day closer. So. Oh, wow. You're so smart, George. I did also look on the uh, Expeditioners and Sponsors. TT Combat is listed on there. I don't know if that's the list from last year. So they may be there. It, sh uh, it shouldn't be at this point. So they should be there. I have then, to agree. Yeah. That should be the this year's list. So TT you should sell your Disney Park Pass, and then you will have money to go. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I just moved from up there within like an hour and a half of where the Depticon is at. Um, so Adepticon is another one of the big events for those that are not aware. Uh, I know for a fact that Corvus Belly have a big release that's happening that weekend. They're, last year, they did those really cool alien-looking dudes, the Morats, uh, which was another one of the highlights for last year. They were gorgeous. Uh, for this year, they're redoing a faction of Bakunin from the Nomads, uh, which I'm looking forward to because that's what I play. Um, we also have a Moonstone event coming up. So this is... Close the chat, Jason. Uh, so Mayhem and Mischief, Only Fools and Norses. I love the name. The name is brilliant. Uh, it's taking place at Bristol Independent Gaming. Uh, it's been done by Joe Parsons and Moonstone Players. So it's an official event of the group. Uh, it's taking place in Bristol, United Kingdom on January 21st. So get along if you're in that part of the world. Moonstone is amazing. And they tend to run their tournaments in a way that's actually quite um, beginner-friendly as well. So, um, yeah, should be good. And then finally, we have... Oh, go away. Uh, January 15th at 1... P 1... Sorry. January 15th. I can't tell you what time because it tells me the time for me locally. Uh, we have a Conquest Leagues tournament uh, taking place at Discover Games in Fayette, uh what's ga georgia 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 okay i never would have guessed that one uh apparently they're located behind sorry located next to the firehouse subs behind mcdonald's so food's easy to get there too no, uh this is a standard get. well i don't know about good maccas is there no, but it's food no no firehouse, firehouse subs firehouse subs makes uh subway look like garbage oh that's actually the name of oh okay never mind yeah, the sub, i didn't know the that that was the shop. name of a shop it's actually really good I thought maybe subs was an area of the town and then it was the firehouse in that area of the town. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, standard 2,000-point tournament. There's a player pack and everything available. If you would, if you like what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash gettingtabled. The tournament is, con- sorry, the competition is continuing. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, there's an entire Shaltari fleet that's being given away. You get a Dreadnought, you get the starter pack, you get a Cruiser's box and a Frigus box. All of this is going to one lucky winner. Uh, you get an entry for every month that you support us between now and when it's drawn at the beginning of April. It will include April, just for the record. Um, yeah, follow us on social media, facebook.com slash gettingtabled. Uh, Twitter is at getting tabled as much as Instagram that's a platform right now. Instagram is, is at getting tabled. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, uh, youtube.com slash getting tabled. Yes. And our website's getting tabled.weebly.com. And you could email and us at getting tabled at gmail.com. That's true. And if you would like to come along, I will be twitching. I return to Twitch on Tuesday. I was supposed to do it last week. But unfortunately, when I was trying to set up, I snapped my camera arm. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't really paint now, can I? Which is what I well, was going to do at the time. You, you could, but your, your camera angle would look really crappy because you didn't have anything to support your camera with. So, Well, I would have been, I would have not been able to show what I was doing. They just would have looked at my face. That's that. Well, no, that you could have really grabbed the camera, pointed at it, then set it down, painted, then grabbed it, pointed, and set it down. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I will most likely be gaming on Tuesday night. Um, it's going to depend on how things are going. But I am there Tuesday night around 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Anything from you, Sox? Nope. Hope to get my Black Suns done. Uh, hope to get my uh, my Lats a, finally done, too. Do you have a tournament coming up this You can't just call them Black. Lats. Oh. <laughs> I heard Black These Suns. Guys. I was like, I still gotta get those guys done. Uh, we do have a. Uh, it's not a tournament. It's uh, a demo day uh, on the f- next Saturday at nice. uh, Critical Hit Games here in town. So casual play slash demo games. So if you're in the local area, want to get some Legion in, interested in Legion, uh, I'll be there. So yep. go and get a jumper socks. It looks like you're cold. Uh, not too bad. He doesn't right. know what cold is. Well, apparently neither do you. You're only in a t-shirt. No, I'm used to it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.